1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here, back in the Kill House after a long week of traveling. I was running around some with my good friend here sitting to my right, DJ Pajowski. Hello, greetings. Great to be back. I missed you for a couple days there. I know you were off doing something different. You know, Yeah, I was at a private club, not yeah, really allowed to talk were, about you it. You were uh, somewhere playing some golf. And joining us on the remote line, no stranger to private golf, young Neil Schuster here to uh, debrief the Charles Schwab Challenge in the weekend golf. Neil,
2: how are you? gentlemen it's great to be here uh up here in new jersey the short hill sharp is back baby okay i just want to shout out the northeast weather uh stinks memorial day weekend 44 and rainy uh (laughs) northeast remains undefeated happy to be here happy to be on the pod thanks for having me
0: i want to shout out the uh the christus family sounds like you're missing family dinner over there is that right i am uh, i've I've
2: asked them to keep it down with the pots and pans (laughs) uh uh, you know, quickly becoming the prodigal schnitz, uh, but here I am up in the up at the study, just trying to just trying to do my job. You know, just a Belichick night for me.
0: You know, everybody this past year, man, everyone's working from home. You know, it's it's an adjustment.
1: It's tough. It's an adjustment. Question for you guys right off the bat: Did you know that Odyssey is the number one putter on tour? For sure, I know you knew definitely that. definitely. It's one. It's in the agenda. Two. You know this because you pay attention. That on just about every weekend on every major tour around the world, more Odyssey putters are in play than any other brand. Odyssey has been the most played putter in 25 straight majors and counting. Phil even won the PGA Championship with one. Uh, And if you watched any of the senior PGA this week, you saw them pretty much everywhere because they had three times as many in play than the next brand. The reason is Odyssey has the technology and the lineup to fit just about everyone. If you want, you know, the traditional milled look, there's the Toulon line. If you want all the bells and whistles, you know, there's the two ball 10, which has a progressive shape, high tech insert, and any number of alignment options. And if you want something classic and in between, there's the white hot OG. Uh, I have what my friends have called the silencer. On the micro hinge insert in my Odyssey putter because it sounds like I don't even hit the ball. It's got such a like a soft insert in the face. Many people are calling it the silencer. For sure, it's catching on everywhere. So what are you what are you gaming these days?
0: Uh, I have a Toulon Atlanta. Okay, uh, not great for this ad read, but you know, same idea, same yeah. family. And Neil,
1: do you which arm lock are you in, or what's uh what, what's your come update? Up you? Don't
2: don't put that slander on me. I I, I did. I've been testing. Neil's you know, putting an side lock. saddle with the arm uh, lock putter as a training aid. As a training aid, uh, they do offer that at Odyssey golf uh but i'm i'm using the uh the stroke lab seven still love that setup went back to keisha and we've uh we've been getting along really well the last couple weeks so thank you for asking
1: so between the types of inserts uh, to the shape options even the styles of hosels you can get the number one putter in golf as you cover take a look at all the offering, offerings at odyssey that's odysseygolf.com. Guys, I'm not going to lie, I had Spieth number one in the agenda, expecting today to go a little bit different. Uh, And then he hit his second shot, a number one. And then uh, from the beginning, it did not (laughs) at any point feel like it was going to be a Spieth day. So we're going to not start with Spieth. We are not going to have any poker puns at all, but we are going all in on Jason Kokrak, the winner of the Charles Schwab Challenge. Tom Cronin Terp 88 asks, Can you name a better golfer than Jason Kokrak, who also has three Ks in his last name? I I got not off the top of my absolutely head. nothing. He no. might be the greatest of all time. I'm no, sure somebody will come exactly up with right. one. But the greatest golfer of all time with three Ks in his name—just something for you to think about on this deck. Um, no, I got I got nothing.
2: I was going to say Kevin Kisner, but that's only two Ks.
1: Jason Kokrak, uh, DJ, and I were actually on site for a couple days this past week. We got to see a decent amount of Kokrak this past week. We did. He was just he was bullying the table right from the get go. <laughs> he <But> there's one. <laughs> He made his way to the final table and once it become a heads-up matchups match play situation. We're saying but thank God for alternative realities where you can make your own inside jokes because between match play situation and the Kokrak poker puns, that was about most of the excitement that we had on this Sunday.
0: That was. I am gonna start on the positive note and and just give massive ups to Jason Co- Jason Kokrak. I think he has been a much better player than people realize over the last couple years. Uh I mean, man, that was, I think, the first time I've ever watched him play in person. And a lot of that's just, you know, we haven't been out to events in a while. But other than that, before that, you know, he just never really was on the radar. And uh, god damn, he hits the ball hard. So hard. <laughs> like, it, we're, we both kind of looked at each other when, you know, a couple of those drives popped off the face. It was just, I mean, it's another gear, man. And couple that with the fact that he's pretty much, you know, brought his putting back from the dead. Uh, that's a hard person to beat when he's on, you know, I'd, a couple stats, uh, always like to, to come prepared with the stats. Uh, he's seventh in strokes gain putting this year has not been inside the top 100 since 2014 before that. And, uh, that's what happens. I mean, when you find, you know, you find something off the driver, you, you start bullying the strokes gained off the tee, and then you, you, you know, you're able to roll it well as well. There's, we're going to see more of these weeks. I was Impressed slash maybe the one
1: weakness, and I hate to point out a weakness if we're talking about just one, but he hits the same shot. He hits a, a, a draw, on
0: high ass draw
1: on on almost every hole. Yeah. And you know, even if it's the the hole is requiring a left to right, you know, kind of looks like it should favor left to right. Saw that on seventeen. On, saw that on two uh, yeah. when we were out there watching. He just hits a draw around that corner, which you know, with some uncomfy pins coming in. Uh, I forget what hole that was. Maybe fifteen, the back right pin on fifteen.
0: Back right on 17.
1: Also. Did not look like a great setup for him. Um, and you know, but I was, I was surprised on 16 with the front left pin. All he had to do was hit the center of that green, and yep. he's gonna win that golf tournament easily. And listen, he ended up winning, mainly because Spieth couldn't find the club face, but uh just the left pin should have looked really, really intriguing to him because he everything he hits is a draw. And I'm I'm in on the practice swing routine. Like, I, I, because I walk off so many shots just wondering, like, what happened there? Like, why did I make a horrible swing? And doesn't making, like, two swings exactly, like, with the rhythm that you want to have right before you make a swing, doesn't that make a lot of sense?
2: Yeah, I would also add that it's fitting for him. I mean, he's a total unit. I mean, he's just a, he's a big boy, and he makes it look really easy off the tee. So I felt like he was in the fairway all day, pretty much all week, and It, you know, golf's easy from the fairway, it feels like. Um, But I I think you guys are right about the uh, kind of the approach game. You just hitting those high draws. Like, you know, there's probably a lot of places that's not going to set up very well for. You would think Colonial it wouldn't set up very well for, but, you know, it doesn't seem to matter this week.
0: I think he's like the prototypical player. I remember the first time I think we went out to Colonial and... You know, we did a bunch of interviews and we were doing a bunch, you know, kind of the video people may or may not have seen on our YouTube channel a couple years ago, kind of like the history of the tournament and and talking to a bunch of members and uh, the grounds crew and people like that. And, you know, you hear the same thing from a lot of people about Colonial. It's like, oh, it's a ball striker's place. You know, you got to work the ball. You got to do all these things. Hogan's Alley, you know, it's it's all those different things. And then there was one guy I remember vividly, uh, Mike Ball, who we saw actually very briefly this week. He was doing first tee announcing, former club champion. And I, he seemed like he was almost, you know, kind of the only guy who was like, yeah, you know what, man, the world we're living in, these guys can just blow it over all the corners now. And watching Jason Kokrak play a couple of those holes, I mean, it was like, dude, this is this is not the same golf course it was in 1971. You know, these guys, like to your point, Neil, it maybe doesn't seem like it can fit until you watch him hit tee shots over the corners and, and have these little flip wedges in. And it's just like, man, this this place has kind of been brought to its knees.
1: It's interesting still it's almost the course is almost broken by technology and that it presents it presents a different challenge right where these guys are landing balls are not where the dog legs are anymore right so it becomes like hey can you get it over this tree and well, over this totally. corner and hold the fairway how on the many right times line? did you
0: hear as soon as the ball comes off the club face like oh god stop 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 yeah. stop stop it's <laughs> it, it makes the pharaohs a lot of the fairways a lot narrower i think when you're coming in on those those angles totally
1: and, and that's something i really probably couldn't have had appreciation for just watching on tv like going out and watching some golfers i love going to T boxes, you and I spent a lot of time on T boxes, just watching lines guys take and things like that. And yeah, it's, it may not, you know, the second hole, re- quote unquote, requires a fade. And a lot of guys were not hitting fades because they can just kind of do whatever they want with the ball. But, it you know, it tr- clearly dictates that you need, if you want driver, you have to take a totally different line than what the fairway is presenting. And it, it, it does become driver wedge at that point. And Kokrak hit
0: 41 of 56 fairways, cutting almost all the corners. Right. That's so many. He was fourth in the field, and, and fairways hit. Yeah, I think he he's like I said up front, I mean he first in the tee, first in the field Strokes gained off the tee and seventh in putting. It's like, dude, that's that's going to be a hard get to beat. And, you know, he basically boat raced everybody except Spieth. and, you know, that's no surprise. Putting, uh,
2: question putting-wise, I don't know if you guys know the answer, has he always putted uh left-hand low or is that new? Because th- it looks like a really smooth stroke and I wonder if that if he changed his stroke like what what can you you know, attribute the increase in putting stats to.
0: I'm glad you asked because it, it actually can justify my getting in the archives and reading some Jason Kokrak transcripts. Uh, he, I believe he kept his stroke the same. He just went to a a longer putter. Like he was he was talking about how he went and got with the Bettinardi guys and they, they put a bunch, like they put almost too much loft, according to him. They put too much loft on the putter and he was kind of dealing with that for a couple of years, I think. And then he went and saw someone else and I think they basically just said, you know add you know now he has a 36 inch putter like don't change anything you're doing your stroke is great just add a little more length so you don't have to hunch over quite as much uh, as you said he's an absolute unit and now this year and i think probably the, you know the second half of of last year, I think he's been uh, he's been pretty fucking dialed on the greens. So second win kind of, of the scary. year, kind Worth of scary. Noting. I mean, yeah. I know
1: they noted it a lot, but in, in, you know, f- wins that happen in the fall sometimes get forgotten by people. He to against a really good field at Shadow Creek. Um, you know, in Vegas, home home game models were off the charts, and you know, the, kind of the home of poker. Like who, who could say that the, the home
0: field advantage was enormous there? Well, I thought the e- deck e- was stacked in his favor. Ian Baker Finch, I think it was was Ian Baker Finch, or maybe it was Novello on the broadcast, had a great point about. You know that event being moved from Korea to right in his backyard. You know, like what a what a uh, what a ball bouncing the right way for you, right? And so not only that, he gets you know he's one of these rare guys. They mentioned it a couple times. He's he's now got his first two wins came after the age of thirty five, which is super rare on the PJ Tour these days. And uh, yeah, just kind of kind of interesting, man. When when a big time premier event like the the Zozo moves from halfway around the world to right in your backyard and there's no fans and you just it's it's a totally different way to kind of claim that first win and i gotta think that helped him a ton today which
1: that was cj cup that moved right to vegas he won the cj cup at shadow creek the zozo moved to sherwood yeah well right just to keep the haters thank you you. thank you you're welcome you know
0: the, the point stands
1: the point does stand and yeah it's i'm trying to trying to trying to go somewhere poker
0: with this and i think i'm out i think i finally i would imagine the cj corporation owns casinos they own they own everything
2: so you've got jason kokrak two two two-time winner this year this season i should say Stu sink and there is there one more bryson bryson those are our three multi three multiple winners
0: this Hmm. season which everybody had predicted
2: i yeah i wonder what the the parlay on that was (laughs) back into the, the gambling puns.
1: Did it? Was it? I know. All right. So they, CBS was scheduled to go off there at 630 today, which was less than four hours after the first tea time. So already tight window. The rolling credits treatment for him before he hold out on 18. One question interview afterward. Do you think they do that if it's Spieth that wins?
0: Hmm. <sighs> I'm gonna. This might be a true. I don't know how TV contracts work. Moment. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't know. That just. Well, up
2: here in New Jersey, they they cut to the local news. It wasn't straight <laughs> into 60 minutes. So no. I, it, so I would have thought there would be a buffer. So my answer to you, Sal, so, is I don't think they do yeah. that to speed.
1: Hmm.
0: Tough. Last thing I had about Kokrak, he maybe it's the walk. Maybe, I don't want to get Neil back into Billy Joel territory here from from a couple months ago. But <laughs> he's an uptown boy. <laughs> he just he seems like he's got a ton of confidence. Like I know you have to of course you have to have a ton of confidence to play on the PJ tour but I don't know man he he from someone who I would have looked at a couple years ago on a PJ tour range and just been like oh that guy has no chance like he doesn't he doesn't look like he feels that way you know
1: it that's something that stuck out to me too when watching him in person was very much of you know as as much as you can pick up on this these kind of things in between shots but Just someone that carries himself with, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't really care about all this noise going on around me. I don't really care. All this speed stuff really isn't going to bother me. I'm going to play my exact game, my exact shot. And it just he just looked like a veteran out there. He looked like a guy that everyone else was trying to be. And I know it's a week that he played great and won the tournament. But it it was truly a coincidence that we got to watch so much of him in uh, the first couple of days. But I was extremely
2: impressed. It just felt like, oh, yeah, that looks like the best player in the field so i've been saying it for years i've been saying it for years he carries himself like a rock star i I will push i will will push back on one thing though Sally. i don't know if everybody else out there wants to beat him that's my whole point that's my whole billy joel point okay it's like he's a bonafide rock star cocrack's a bonafide winner you know he's dog tendencies he's out here winning twice in a year or in a season but I you know I don't know if any of those guys are trying to trade places
0: with them this was such a tipped ball deals going the other way with it come now. on baby band horns up let's go
1: <laughs> let's play let's play as I pull it up I don't know the answer to this Jason Kokrak career earnings
0: god Oof. he's been on tour he hasn't lost his card for a very long time you can I'm, see I'm, my screen I I'm haven't not looking, seen I'm not looking I'm gonna guess 26 million 200 oh, how lot. many starts
2: Two hundred and eighty. I mean,
0: thirty twenty-five a year for probably seven, eight, nine years now. I'll I'm gonna say. say I'm gonna, I'll take the under on your salary. I'll say twenty. I'll say. I'll say twenty million even.
2: I'll say twenty-eight. We were we were not
0: <laughs> close. It was sixteen point six
1: heading into today. So I think he's okay, probably so 7, seventeen. Seventeen point seven or something around we'll there. Probably which, right
0: on with the FedEx Cup bonus money.
1: I would have thought that would have been more, but because uh, there's just there's so much money on the tour. Um, is it time to, uh, to eulogize Jordan Spieth? It's over. We had a great run, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's all over before we do that. I, I'm really upset that it took 15 minutes into this pod. No one mentioned a thing. No one said anything about this. you that, picking that your boy picked Jason Kirk to win the tournament this week. Well, we just got you, done you talking about how good he is. In, he know. hasn't, hasn't
0: missed a cut since November. It was
1: just an obvious pick. A a winner play 15 nuggets. The new draft King. And no one brings it up. I have to, I have to beg you to bring it up. Fifteen minutes into this show, we're all well, we've so got, distracted. We got a lot of
0: scandals, yeah, we got we're so distracted. Going on.
2: The house, it's a house divided. You know, the the Shaw of Jacks Beach, uh, <laughs> Tron Carter's been exiled. We'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, but congratulations, Sid. That was a great pick. Also, you picked, uh, you had a couple other guys: Charlie Hoffman, Ian Poulter. You had a, you had a good lineup this week. I did. I uh, was totally and completely
1: sober when we made those picks on Monday. Too. I straight up
0: do not remember making
1: my picks. <laughs> <laughs> the boys had a day on Bud Day. But the DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sports book, but it's also America's top rated sports book. Uh, it's a super easy, you know, app to use. It's easy to navigate. Plenty of instructions for new betters and nearly limitless ways to get in on the action. Uh, my friends and family have been loving the DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. So you DraftKings- keep bringing
0: up your friends. Who, I, who are these friends we're talking about? They're not about? you
1: guys. <laughs> I know. They're that's definitely why, not you guys. That's why I'm curious. DraftKings Sportsbook
0: is putting you I courtside. I at the poker
2: table with, uh, with no
1: crack <laughs> They're putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball game that's still in contention. Bet $1. And if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. And don't forget the DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball hockey, and so much more all week long. It is a safe, secure, and reliable app so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code NLU. For a limited time only, the DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or in Indiana one 9 With it,
0: hate seeing that you was, taking an extra breath, but, but still, still, still pretty so good. good. It was a long week. That was, really that was
1: too much. That was too much in it. But do you want to? Do you want to update people on you know people? Many people are writing in. You know, asking what's going to happen with Tron Carter, you know, illegally and improperly reporting that he hit a parlay last week.
0: Let me head you off. This is an ongoing investigation. Yeah, there's the, there's the not much not we already... can discuss. Uh, what we can tell you is that Tron lied. Uh, He's he, a habitual <laughs> line he, stepper. He completely, he said that he hit a massive parlay. What well, he didn't. Uh and this is now the third or fourth violation, and I think the committee is going to have to well, it's look Patrick very unfavorably about him. Yeah, it's, it's said, a bit of
2: a Patrick Reed situation. I thought you said where... it's a match play situation. <laughs> no.
0: <It's> that, <laughs> oh, it's like, a,
2: not really. It's a, it's a Patrick Reed situation where he's been caught once. He, you know, the Trainer Act went into effect months ago this the second known time
1: no i caught him a third time when he a- he was adding his you know his his <laughs> the his bet amount to the winning amount too he was improperly juicing his winnings it never goes the other opposite direction
2: it's concerning it's very concerning the the commission is is will release their findings tomorrow f- from what i'm hearing um, i'm hearing that
1: might get delayed i think there will be an update tomorrow we'll know more tomorrow but i'm hearing the committee might not have everything in conclusion by tomorrow so the, the shaw jack's beach the shaw the shaw <laughs> Exiled. Um, On the Jordan Spieth note, kind of mixed, kind of mixed opinion on this on this week. One, it felt incredibly normal to watch him contend and now contend pretty much every time he tees it up. Yet it's a very stinky taste that got left in our mouths. I was, it was a concerning note uh, on the range with him was Cameron McCormick on a Sunday before he teed off, which I know Cameron's obviously local in Dallas, nearby, close to Fort Worth. But it is not always a good sign when your swing coach is out there on a Sunday. And he had, in his own words, nothing on this day. And it showed from the get-go.
0: He had a good quote on, I think it was either Friday or Saturday, where he basically said, I, I've done tens of thousands of swings the wrong way. Like, it's not just going to flip back immediately. Like, I'm undoing a lot of work. And so that that's my takeaway. And not to sound like, you know, the massive Spieth Homer that I most definitely am, but it, it's like, if you're looking at this event, you know, weeks from now, months from now, I don't think the takeaway or the the big trend is, oh my God, he just, he failed to close. I think it's like, he keeps putting himself in contention. Of course, he's not going to win them all. He looked fucking horrible today. I mean, it was totally, totally lost, but you know, I think do a little bit of work, get ready for, you know, I know he's playing Memorial this week. Curious how that's going to go on a much more demanding, uh, demanding test. That might not be great uh, unless it clicks back immediately, but. Hopefully, do a little bit of work and get ready for the U.S. Open. You know, I I think we we've still seen nothing but not nothing but positives, but more positives than negatives.
1: I would say it. You know, I think I said something to the group mid round. I was like, you know what, Jordan shouldn't win this. Like he's still got some shit to work through. He should like, have donated it to charity if he would. Well, that's because you bet got
2: on co crack. <laughs> uh, that's probably
1: too. That's probably it too. But it didn't. It didn't seem like he deserved. You know. I don't think Jordan takes it this way, but it's almost like if he'd have won today, that kind of masks some still stuff that's just yeah.
0: underlying there. Now, I think you and I were both extremely impressed with how he drove it in person and well, watching it. I mean, it's again when someone shoots sixty three, like of course it's yeah. going to look good, but it looked really good on Thursday. It, it was that was a proper proper round of golf. And I know
1: he did not hit very many fairways this week, but he was sixteenth in strokes again off the tee, and it just. It was Pierce. The wind was out there a little bit on yeah. Thursday, and he was hitting it straight through that wind. It's kind of low, but it just has this carry to it. it It doesn't fall out of the sky. It just kind of keeps going and going. It was shaping it with fairways, and I just don't. I've I've seen him play a decent amount of golf, and I don't recall him hitting it like that. I, it, it's it's it definitely stuck out to me, and and he just he had a way. I mean, it's a home, almost a home game, practically a home game. The models were off the charts this week, but he had a way with the crowd that was, you know, the first thing we did when DJ and I got on site was went out and followed that group. And we're like, Oh yeah, there's kind of a lot of people out there. And then the next day we like went and followed a different group and we're like, Oh, that was a big crowd yesterday. (laughs) Like I kind of forgot that there's not a lot else going on out here in terms of, you know, the big, big, you know, guys that have that much of a pull and yeah, it was, there was an energy about it and it helps when We were chipping in and holding putts from everywhere and shooting 63, but we walked away kind of pretty gleeful on Thursday.
0: Yeah, I mean, the uh, again, like if you're zooming out, it, uh, it was really bad today, but if you're zooming out, I think you go back to Torrey Pines where he missed the cut. I know he was super frustrated to miss the cut at Torrey Pines. Since then, T4, T3, T15, T4, T48, T9, first, T3, T9, T30. Mm. Like, I mean, he's, he's still the most <laughs> consistent player in the world right now over the last couple months, right? And it's, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's going to, I'm not worried. I think it's going to snap back. But uh, it was yeah, bad. Hit <laughs> no, on the
2: record. It was bad. I would say, you know, he take away the shot he hit on eighteen in the water, trying to be a hero. It was he's bad within, way before that. I know it was, that but he's was, still yeah, he, rough he's, rough. he's he's trying to win the tournament. He's got he's within one stroke of the lead with his D, maybe F game <laughs> today, right? Like, no, we're not sounding the alarm. Yeah. Okay. Like the comeback is is alive and well. America loves a comeback. You know, he's the man of the people. And I. You know what we uh, said while
0: we were out there? He is truly. The kid. He's the kid. He's the kid,
2: for <laughs> sure. People ride for him. It's unbelievable. He's so relatable. Like, it gives me hope, him coming back from the wilderness. It's unbelievable. So this, this is part of the process. And uh, if he can basically come in second playing like dog shit, I think we're, we're on the right trajectory here. Jack
1: French, 1427, said, Win or lose today is speed the best player in the world. He asked this this morning before he did, in fact, lose decidedly. I, I so data golf would say so far in twenty twenty one that Jordan Spieth is the best player in the world. He has gained the most strokes, again, you know, relative to the field uh, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I don't I don't know who number one is, but I feel I don't feel right saying that he's the best player in the world. Mainly because I know he's capable of better golf than he's even playing.
0: It kind of feels like there's a bunch of guys polling within the margin of error right now, right? Like there's no <laughs> yeah. there's no clear front runner uh, who's the best player in the world. It just feels like there's three or four guys that are all kind of you know, depending which pollster you're trusting, you, you know any of those guys could technically be leading the race right now. It, I'd love
2: to get data Golf's models on who who the kid is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know who else is contending right now.
2: I know. I'd like to get. We need to make a uh, a power ranking of of uh, who's the kid. Strokes gain being the kid. <laughs> I feel like it was.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think. It was certainly Rory was sure. was the first probably post Tiger kid. And then I honestly would say I mean, it was... I think it was, Hovland,
2: Hovland might be in the argument
0: right now. I think he's maybe in the argument. I don't think he's ever right. quite taken He's the not mantle. the kid right yeah. now, but he's, he's a he's, kid.
2: He's, he's, he's a kid.
0: <laughs> I think it was Rory, and then I think, I think maybe Ricky took it over for a little while. I think Ricky was, a little the, bit, yeah. was the kid for a minute, and then I think... Since 2015, I think it's there's only been one kid. I think it's Jordan is the kid. See, it made so much sense to me with Jordan
1: being the kid, but now with all that you just described, I have no idea what the kid needs.
2: <laughs> like, we're, we're gonna have to unpack that. We'll, we'll 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 think on that for a little while. It made Hold total sense.
1: we were out there, like he's the kid, like clearly,
0: right? Oh, of he's course, he is. No, what it is is like this, I, I, the I the see kid. I see someone walk like a 58 uh, year old guy walking through the gates, just like come on, let's go watch the kid. Where's the what holds the kid on? <laughs> That there'd be no mistaking like this week that they're talking about George Steve. Um,
1: But uh, anything else, DJ, anything else you have from on site, you know, from this past week, any, any big takeaways
0: uh, kind of conjecture, but just from watching, I mean, obviously they got a ton of rain. One of the things that made colonial really look really unfun for me to play, but I thought was really interesting to watch pros play was the rough out there. Uh, and for a couple different reasons, I think one, when that super long uh but not real thick bermuda gets really wet it just feels like there's it's nothing but question marks you know like watching some of those guys try to when you miss it, it was interesting i think like we saw it with Spieth's group a little bit on thursday and uh, a couple other guys on friday when it started raining again but especially when you're blowing over the corners like that some of those little like 60 70 yard pitch shots from the rough like you just don't know how they're going to come out of there you don't know if the club's going to catch Mud on the bottom. You don't know if you're going to catch a flyer. You don't know if they're sitting out. You know if they're sitting up. It, it just was really interesting to watch, and I, I thought you saw it today too. Like with where Kokorak's ball landed on 17 when he missed the green by a mile, and it's just kind of sitting in this perfect spot. And you saw it with speeth when he was sitting down a couple times. Like the stuff is just very, like it's very interestingly, interestingly inconsistent. Yes, you know what I mean. Like you just don't know what you're going to get, which I think is a really cool penalty.
1: Yeah, it's a guessing game. It is. And it hel- it's helped by the fact that a lot of times guys are hitting wedges out of it. So yeah. a couple lies I saw, I was just like,
0: oh, my – where's the ball? But even you saw that on – was that Spieth on 15? When yeah. He was hitting – he was between those bunkers, and the ball's kind of sitting down. doesn't know how it's going to come out. Yeah. Just, well, it's, it's toast. 50 yards short right. of the
1: green. So watching – we had watched Phil once this week, and he I literally couldn't see the ball. And he just, like, slides away. He yeah. switches clubs once and slides a wedge under it and lands on the green, holds it. It was just like, dude – That is just a, 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 again, a shot on TV I would not have fully appreciated. But a a big thing for me was like watching, this is no offense, meaning these guys were in back-to-back groups, but the difference in how, I I hate overgeneralizing, one, how far guys hit it, to how good these guys are. But that was a huge takeaway from somebody who's been to a lot of golf tournaments. You have been to a ton of golf tournaments, way more than I have, DJ. It still was jarring to me just to watch how good, the, the best players in the world hit it, hit it, and we play a decent amount of golf with you know pros of various levels around here, and it is a total separation thing at the very top level. And I mean, watching the group of Ryan Palmer and Kevin Kisner back to back against Kokrak and Finau, of just like, oh, okay, that is how the best in the world hit it. Like those two, how they struck it on that tee box that we were on number four, just really ran, it rang in my ears. Like how that sound and that flight and that just total move at the ball.
0: And I think there's a couple ranges where it gets really exacerbated off the tee and anything outside of 200 yards is very like, Oh my God, I couldn't, I could have a thousand balls and I, I will physically never be able to do that. And around the greens, I feel like it's the same way. And it's, it's interesting. Like when you play with pros and you know, they're hitting it to 145 yards and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, I hit, I hit nine iron and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, that's what I would hit. Like, that's, that's very (laughs) relatable. And then like, there's this very relatable middle section. And then there's this totally unrelatable, uh, outer sections and just watching, I mean, watching Finau drive the ball, watching Kokrak drive the ball. It's just like, man, that is another sport. It's, it's so impressive. Yeah.
2: Hmm. So I've got some questions for you guys being on site. Uh, first, uh, when was the last time you were on site? Uh, players, I players, to players, this yeah. Year, yeah. players. Okay, all well, right. So players, that was not too long
0: ago. The players this year and the players last year were yes. like my last two golf tournaments. Okay, through.
2: so I'm curious, what was the best golf shot you saw? Just one, one specific golf shot that you saw in the two days you were there. Coke Rex, four iron or maybe five iron on number on, four. On number
1: four, just the, drew- long, the long par three and and. He had it very similar to how he did today. Yeah. He just he airmailed the green today, but he just like this shot looks impossible. It's 247 yards and the green looks too small for a shot of that length. And he just like draws an iron in there and holds the green. It was just like, oh.
0: Yeah. And on that note, I mean, he's playing kind of around Kevin Kisner and just seeing like Jason Kokrak absolutely hammer a kind of like mid to long iron into that green. And then just seeing, you know, no offense to anyone, but seeing Kevin Kisner just kind of like. <laughs> Poof! A little like three wood, five wood, seven wood out there that just has no like totally beat up, no chance. Like that felt like a different sport too. It was
2: the juice versus the sauce.
0: It it really was. It really was. (laughs) And
1: Kokrak again on he had a three wood on number three, and we we got an awesome view right in front of the tee, like almost like looking up at him, like sitting on the ground right from the right tee marker. And he just like just sent this three wood around the corner that I was like, okay, well three wood, he's playing out to the right. Like he can't go around the corner with it. And sure enough, he carried the last bunker with three wood. <laughs> so that's what we mean. Like his his ball striking in person stuck out. I mean, it's again, it might have just been jarring because we haven't seen much golf in person up close, but it, it really stuck out.
0: Uh, I had I, <laughs> I had two other ones that stuck oh, out Oh, I me. Didn't know what this could <laughs> be. One was uh I I love the seventh hole. Weirdly, I think every single hole at Colonial dog legs, one way or the other, except for the seven and kind of 10, like 10, 17 kind of have like these, these little bends to them. But seven is so concerningly straight that you've been playing. You know, I love that, dude. You've been playing these dog legs. (laughs) You've been playing these dog legs all day and you get to seven and it's just like, all right, now just here's a tiny fairway, like just hit one dead straight. And JT hit this driver that got what like 20 feet off the ground mm. 25 <laughs> feet off the ground it was that was mind-blowing uh the other one i gotta give a shout out to is uh 13 is the uh the par 3 over the water and of course like solly and i had maybe an hour to kill late on thursday and he's like all right i'm gonna go watch so-and-so group and i'm, I'm looking about at who i'm gonna watch i'm kind of like all right well i want to watch someone i probably couldn't really like see on tv I'm like, "All right, well there's the group of Keith Clearwater, Keith Clearwater, Michael Visaki, and uh, John Augenstein, which is a true oh, yes. that's a true boggle. Like jumble them up in the box uh kind of group. Keith Clearwater hit one of the worst shots I've ever seen on 13. <laughs> hit it just banged it like 50-60 yards left, like short left on 13 the par 3. Hits the hospitality, goes way over the green. Uh up on the upslope, he's got this like death defying downhill pitch shot gets it up and down it, it was unbelievable to, to remain 3 over through 4 and that's uh, why he's on the wall of champions exactly uh so i got to give that a shout out that was that was awesome i Thanks. love it thank you for <laughs> that guy, guy came guy came up to me uh, uh you know not a lot of fans around this group and guy comes up to me he's like hey uh you're dj right i was like yeah he's like who are you watching here <laughs> Like are you, you? It looks like you're following this group. Like who who are you following? And I'm like, you know, I, that's a good question. I think it's just kind of the whole experiment. And uh, I would, as I have many times on this podcast, would recommend just pick out a group like that, go follow, see how those guys, you know, make their. It's
2: the best. Go especially see if they're how on the they cut make their line.
0: threes, fours, and fives. I mean, it was and, it was awesome.
2: And those guys will like if you follow them for two three holes they'll start to be like what's this guy doing like why are you following me they're like it, it's almost they're not playing well they're like get out of here man you're not supposed to be here all right next question anybody you saw that caught your eye as someone to watch this summer and that could be a potential yato candidate or and that's year of the takeover candidate or like a don't you know don't forget about me guy
0: a good question i mean it's very very easy answer but i like legitimately would have said kokrak even if he didn't win the golf tournament like he he just blew me away watching him hit the ball
1: this is this what doesn't answer your question and i tweeted something about this earlier because he's really not playing good golf but like cam champ hitting the ball in person was like i could not have been more prepared to walk i I sought him out to be like ah i kind of want to see i've played a pro-am with him and i was like all right i want to go watch him hit some shots and like I gasped when he hit an iron off the seventh tee. It was like, whoa! Like we're talking about speed, like and where it comes from. It just like sneaks up on you. It's it's kind of like the uh, what's the old Sopranos line where they're talking about like when you uh, when you die, like you don't get a chance to hear it because like you're already dead. Like that's what his impact sounds. It sounds like it hit. It, like he hits the ball before he th- you think he should, and it just like springs on you. And it's just you remember that kid that was watching the Ricky Fowler drive and he's like, oh, that scared me. <laughs> that's how i felt. <laughs> <laughs> so I that doesn't answer your question on somebody
0: to watch but um yeah, that was well, that's it was, a bit
2: of a don't forget about me, you know. Totally He's got
0: the t- the title belt a little the, bit. The other um, one this is this is very obvious cuz everybody's going to be watching this anyways, but I'm so fascinated to see what Phil does the rest of this year. Like he just obviously, you know, didn't have it played played poorly as, you know, no, I don't think anyone was really expecting much from him this week after the week after accomplishing what he accomplished at Kiowa, but like on number one on Friday, I mean, he hit it. He hit the trees like 30 yards off the tee box. Oh my God. The shot <laughs> the, tracker totally like, juiced the stats, too. It, it was just like, what the hell, man? Like, where did that come from? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think just watching Phil at what looked like, honestly, like peak Phil at Kiowa, I mean, he just looked so freaking good. Uh, it's just really interesting to see if that's going to be like lightning in a bottle or if he's going to be able to channel a little bit of that or or just how that's going to go the rest of the year. What a different course, though.
2: Oh, my God. totally. To to go play, you know. It's it's like, yeah. I'm I'm kicking myself for not betting that. He missed the cut, right? Yeah. He
0: did. He he was close. I,
2: I I know he was close. He made a charge at the end, but I was like... On Thursday, I was like, I oh, got I should have better than missed the cut. Um, all right. I know I know question. he's gassed, but
1: like that also speaks to just the absurdity that he won the PGA last week. Like that is yeah. so
2: completely absurd. We're still not having fully like digested that. All right. Next question. Any notable post shot shouts that made you chuckle? Live golf, we got fans back. What do you got for me? um a couple pre-shot ones the guy from outside
1: the grounds that, that, that was at, on my list that yeah. shouted at Coke Rack. he's like he's on Coke Rack,
0: standing on 4T and there's a dude like there important detail he's by himself yeah <laughs> he's not with his buddies he's totally he's like a 17 year old kid just like totally by himself outside the gates
1: well somebody claim somebody took claim after i tweeted the story but uh that he's like just starts yelling like all in 2020 at cockrack is like, better better bet bet yourself, yourself jason <laughs> and like Cole Greg 100 percent heard it. Like had to have heard it. Uh and then there's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh thanks for coming to Fort Worth, man. The, a lot of those in between holes, a lot, mostly towards Phil. So. Yeah.
0: Which on that Fort note, Worth is awesome. On that note, I'll say uh I didn't realize how juiceless the the no fan events would have been. Like TV yeah. did a I know they felt kind of flat on TV, but TV really did such a good job of making them feel as normal as possible. Being out there with Jordan when he's leading the golf tournament on a Thursday was like, there was legitimate juice out there. It was really, really, really fun. And just looking around out there and and thinking like, man, we did like six months of having absolutely no fans, like college golf style. Uh, We did majors like that. We did all these other events like that. Like that sucks. Uh, and, And it totally changed. Like it had to change the dynamic of, you know, people in contention and and all kinds of things like that. So I'm very glad the fans are back. It was a ton of fun.
1: And for all the issues we've had with the PGA Tour on a variety of subjects, seeing like just a reminder of what operations is like for them is just astonishing. Like week to week, this thing picking up and going from event to event all over the country, sometimes other countries, all the cables laid, the top tracer, you know, as soon as it started like raining I was just like god imagine like thinking of a rain plan for all of these things and then you got weather delays and then you got yeah you got the track men. do those need covered and you know what cameras are waterproof and what's not and the shuttle yeah the shuttle trips like when do you ever hear of any of those one things going wrong like oh the top tracers down on the 13th hole like that never happens like hey we ran out of water on the 15th hole like that no one has ever like we couldn't get any water on the course all the operations Function like seamlessly week to week, and like there, that just blows my mind because that is a logistical uh, headache that I don't even want to think about. Oh, we got to feed the media people, like we got to give them water, we got to get them Coke too, we got to get them Diet Coke. Food was good.
0: Food uh, was great. Yeah.
2: So that infrastructure, baby. Yeah, yeah, that was one. Good to be back. Yeah,
0: it, it was really fun to be at an event.
2: Are we All right? right uh- I got a couple more. I'm not done yet. So okay. people are dying for us to get to Brooks and Bryce. I know, so, and I have okay. some things there. I have some takes there. What hole is underrated at Colonial? And this is outside. Like I want you to, outside the horrible horseshoe category. Number nine is kind of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it, the hole doesn't really match the rest of the course with the water in front of the green, but the up pin on that one, it's like a par four and a half or par three and a half almost from there. That one's kind of a, a fun one to go get one.
0: I mentioned seven already. I think eight will be really fun after they redo it. I think they're going to, if anybody can picture eight at Colonial, it's kind of, the par threes are really cool at Colonial and like very, uh, there's some variety to them. Eight and 13, I think, are maybe a little throwaway or could use some work. And I think that's part of what they're looking to do with the Gilhans, Jim Wagner, uh, rest of it, restoration, renovation, whatever they're planning to do. Uh, But I think they're going to move that green, like clear out all that shit down by the river and, and really open up all that room kind of short left and, Move the T right, move the green left, and that'll be a totally different shot, kind of unlike anything on the golf course. So, I, I mentioned seven already; that would be my answer. But my my future answer is going to be number eight.
2: All right, last question: worst outfit slash scripting that you saw this week? Sergio, for sure. Sergio had some bad pants.
0: <laughs> Sergio's pants <laughs> on <laughs> Friday
2: were awful. Who had the shoes? I need an answer. Oh, really <laughs> Nate bad.
1: Lashley had some of the worst shoes I've ever seen. I mean, they were like, like a what you you wouldn't wear them. Like they were. They were too dirty to like clean up the garage in. Like they were brown and like just muddy and dirty, and I don't know what the hell the- he had going on. Stenson there. had
0: some weird shoes too. Stenson, was, Stenson yeah. usually looks very, very classic and very dapper, and he had just like these. Kind of like tennis shoe looking things. I was looking at his eyes, like, man, that looks like something I would wear. Unfortunately, like that's not a compliment for him.
2: <laughs> see, that's that's why you got to go in person. The fashion yeah, stuff, exactly. You, you got to see the whole thing up close on site and and how it's how it's fitting on the guy. So these are great right, categories. We
0: got to so keep these in mind for and our next visit.
2: Billy Horshaw was very
1: very proud to be uh, in line with the boys with the beard. <laughs> he, he wants he wants a spot on the team. I think with the beard, he was shouting shouting that out. He said he fit in very well with the No Lang Up boys.
0: Okay, so. all right.
1: We'll, we'll consider it. Can we get to the highlight of the week? Uh, I know we're leaving some on the table from from the Charles Schwab Challenge, but uh, I think it's time. It feels like a month ago. I, this is this is the, the, the issue when something happens on a Monday when you do a Sunday night podcast that it's six days old at this point. But uh, a video leaked. I know you saw it if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, on Monday night, a lot of energy was spent trying to figure out how it got leaked, which we can get to. I think speaks to a lot of this situation, actually. Uh, the video which I believe is from Friday, the Friday round, if I'm remembering right, if I'm judging by the outfits, uh, features Brooks. Uh, already. He's already perturbed before the interview starts. He's kind of rolling his eyes off screen uh, and you know, is asked a question by Todd Lewis. He's talking about uh, the putting and struggling to read the greens, and Bryson walks by with his cleats cl- clacking and is mumbling something. And I heard a couple different theories online. I don't know if this was finally confirmed. I heard people st- saying... He said, "You got to start him online." And then I heard some people saying, he, talking about his drive on 18. And I, I, I tend to believe it was more about the drive on 18. I don't know if there's conclusive evidence on that still, but uh, true. Who could say? I really don't care. Uh, and Brooks is just like not here for any of this. Just a blatant disdain on his face before Bryson <laughs> even comes into the screen, rolling his eyes, loses train of thought. So listen, yeah, uh, sorry, lost my fucking lost my train of thought. Listen, listen to that bullshit. Uh, and t- Todd Lewis is just cracking up Brooks and they're like yeah we're gonna have fun in the production truck Brooks is like I don't even care It turns out Brooks requested the video from Golf Channel To share it with his friends According to many sources
0: close to the situation uh, It was reported
1: by Awful Announcing yeah. That that was the case uh, Which it ends up getting leaked on Twitter It gets like 10 million views in 24 hours Before a copyright claim forced him to, uh, Forced him to be taken down Then we're not done the next day, uh, it's announced that Phil and Tom Brady are going to take on Bryson and Aaron Rodgers in the match four. And Brooks just tweets out, sorry, bro, at Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, Bryson replies saying how wonderful it is to be rent-free, living rent-free in his head. Posts a meme to his Instagram account. Easily the coolest coolest phrase there is. Yeah. it's <laughs> Super creative. Uh, Brooks replies with a Snapchat video of Bryson getting pissed at someone calling him Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite part. That was really good. Uh, and, yeah, there was just there, – now there's just – like, it's all out there. There's no stopping this thing. The tour tried to ignore this thing for, like, close to a year, but this is a real rivalry. Brooks no, – No, I
0: disagree because Bryson said to Golf.com, enough is enough. Oh, he did? Yeah, I think that put an end to it. After just getting his brains beat in. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm calling Yo, off – I wasn't even racing. I'm, call, I'm calling off my offense here. <laughs> You didn't beat me. I wasn't even
1: racing, dude. Brooks just publicly treats Bryson the way the other tour pros do in private, and like he enjoy- it's a, it's like flat out bullying. He requested the video
0: so he could put Bryson on blast. Ugh, I don't even know where to start. I want to give a shout out to uh, the New York Times who quoted uh, who did some digging and found an interview from 2019 with Brooks on pardon my take where he was talking about. How it's so annoying that guys wear metal spikes, and I think they only do it so that they can sound really cool when they're uh, walking on the on the car path. And so that was, you know, a bit of an inference by the old gray lady, but you know, Bill Pennington uh, making the connection that you know I think he just boiled over here in the here in the cleats on the on the car path. Shout out to
2: Pennington, what a menace for sure.
1: I think that there was something that Bryson said. So you got to remember that this is, you know, Brooks is speaking to a microphone, and Bryson can be heard mumbling something. It's they're probably speaking at the same volume, right? So yeah. it's pretty easy for Brooks to have gotten distracted by that. And Bryson should ha- absolutely know that somebody's in a TV interview walking directly by it while talking is still not something you should do. If that's anybody but Brooks, he probably doesn't do
2: that. I, I also want to call out though at the beginning of the video. Bryson is already rolling his eyes, like they're like rolled. Sorry, Brooks is already rolling his eyes. They're already like in the back of his head because he's doing the interview to begin with. Like he's just like, I can't believe I have to do this. It's like a high schooler, like you know, in math class. Like, oh my god, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't even care about this shit, you know. And so then he's already he's already in that mind frame, like in that has that mindset. And then the 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 just it was just a perfect storm because the one guy that can walk up. And really just wreck his, you know, wreck, wreck his mindset is Bryson. And it it was, it's perfect. It's unbelievable. So I appreciate Brooks dunking on Bryson. I think it it makes me like Brooks more. And I've been, you know, on the record here on this podcast is saying, you know, I kind of want Brooks to pick a lane. It's like, do you not care about anything? Or are you working so hard to get back from your injuries like, which is it, you know, like you, you, you're working your ass off or you, you don't, you know, you don't have to practice. He's kind of stuck in the middle for me, but I really like the, uh, you know, this feud and, and I want to talk about the, uh, how this relates to the, the pip stuff. And cause I think that's a really interesting thread, but regardless of that, like this is making golf a little bit more like WWE and I'm here for that. It's an entertainment product. And that's, we've been saying that for years. It's like if this, and I don't think that's the tours, I don't think that was their goal with this pip stuff, but you're seeing it (laughs) that that it's, you know, these feuds are probably going to start blowing up because that makes stuff go viral and that's going to get engagement. So it's like an unforeseen consequence a little bit, which I think is like, I think it's awesome. I bet they're worried about it. They probably didn't think it through. I think they they
1: I think they realize they need this stuff. Like they need. I
0: yeah. think the tour realized that? I uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I Here's think this is. I a think t- you know, there's a total. The goalie trying to whip the ball down down to midfield and, and it, releasing it, it in its own this net. This
2: reminds me of when I was on sales teams and they would do like a, you know, we're trying to close the gap to hit our number and. Instead of just like getting people to do their job, they'd be like, okay, uh, if you set up X amount of calls or get this many proposals, we'll give you like a you know flight voucher or we'll give you like a thousand dollar Amazon gift card. So what is the people start gaming the system? They start like you know oh they, like they're basically they've introduced a a goal. It used to be like a measurement, and now it's a goal, and people are just going to start working towards like it, it's not competition related. Right, it's it's about engagement. So people are going to game the system. So instead of like in the but sales but that's example, good for golf.
1: That's this is I know, but
2: it's good. not. But I don't think the tour intended for that. This is like an unforeseen consequence.
0: I think. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the intention was fight off the Premier Golf League, you know, Super League Golf, all that stuff. I think I, I'm with you. I, unintended consequence. But I also think there were parts of this that were orchestrated and parts of this that were not orchestrated. I think the initial thing was not orchestrated unless Brooks is literally the best actor I've ever seen. Not orchestrated. That but, there's no way. That was all very, very real. I think all the the match, you know, kind of the match jumping on it and like all those guys I don't I could be wrong. I don't think those guys are just sitting on the couch like running their own I, social I think, accounts. I think there's I think bl- Brooks is. I, Brooks, think, I I agree. I'm more Brooks talking is not about, involved in the match. No, That's, I'm talking about Tom Brady and Aaron yeah. Rodgers and those guys. I think that stuff was all very like, you know what would be clever is if we as a team did this. Like, which is fine. Yeah, you know, whatever. But uh, I, I think it started from these. These things only work when they start from a kernel of like something very organic, very and, real and very real. And uh, I, that's what we had, I think.
2: And my, but my, my point is that the tour rolls out the PIP stuff, thinking like, oh, we'll get, you know, let's get social. These guys are just gonna start tweeting more, you know. And instead, what you're gonna see is guys. Like game in the system. Like instead of actually like having a proposal, like in the sales example, instead of like doing a pitch to somebody, they're going to start logging phony calls, you know, and start just because they want the Amazon gift card. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's. I I think the. I think (laughs) they're going to start. I don't know. It's it's funny to me.
1: But the pip stuff is not a social media contest, and I think it's being classified by that and, and portrayed by that, and like people are like, with every tweet, you know, it becomes like. Oh, is this for a pip? Is this a pip play? Is this pip? It's like this is a – what these guys are doing, what these guys have generated is like a very real hype, right? We're not talking about Max Homa getting a bunch of likes for a good tweet. This is like a showdown. This is getting people outside of golf to talk about like, well, these two golfers are feuding. That is interesting. And so I don't think it's as gameable as a lot of people you know, think it to be. I don't think – you know, the most interesting guy, I keep falling back on Max. Max is not gonna beat Phil Mickelson in the PIP score, whatever that is. Like, you know, you know, Phil is involved in social media and does his own thing, but like, it's more about an overall buzz generation that you get, which is not isolated to just how good you are at Twitter.
0: You know what I mean? Totally. But I think those things snowball with each other too. To where, if this Brooks and Bryson thing, and I'm with you, I don't think this started as like some sort of a play. play yeah. as, as I'm saying, like they had a showdown on the range like two right. years ago. But what I'm getting at is like, if any of these social media, once they once they leave like the realm of social media, then it starts to impact other things, right? Like if if it became, you know, we can talk about this in a second, but if the USGA was to pair them in the first two rounds at the U.S. Open, now all of a sudden it's like, all right, now we are talking about on the broadcast. Now people are writing about it. Now all these other impact scores are going to start to be affected. So I agree, it can't, you know, it's not just about Twitter impressions, but I think they can start to, to have an impact on each other. I'm saying I don't expect to
1: see, like, other players following suit and, I, like, start feuding with people. I do
0: expect to see it, and I think I, it's going to be
2: really that. bad. I think that's it's going to be really point. bad. I think that th- that's, I, I don't think that, I understand what you're saying that the pip stuff is not just social media, right. But guys are going to say, well, I'm not competing this year. So I might as well make a, start making waves somehow. They start basically what used to be a, you know, I, I don't know. They're going to, they're going to start working towards something that used to be just a measurement. And now it's a goal. It's like, Oh, I have to up my social presence. So I'm just going to start, you know, acting a fool on social media or like, you know, generating a feud. And for the record, I'm I'm here for it. I think it's great because it's, it's it. This is an entertainment product. I feel like we've been kind of saying this for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, but we probably will see some manufactured, you know, very cringy stuff coming. Uh, in the next couple years as well. So there's going to be some bad stuff with that.
1: I'm fine with that, one, because like the corporate, the really corporate stuff we know does not get engagement, right? People can see through just like extremely sponsored and just incredibly obvious. This player did not write this tweets and publications, right? That's pretty obvious at minimum. If we get some cringy, realish stuff, that's one things that we can make fun of. Sign me up. And two, like it, it's gonna be re- much more real engagement to that. Like, I, I guess I'm I'm out on like every single thing that any players ever no, do, of course. screaming pip at it yeah. because it's like, dudes, like we need to, we need all the entertainment we can get in golf. Let, I don't want to discourage any of this. Like again, this pip stuff is all behind a closed door. It's a rank. It, it's not gonna. It doesn't affect you, the viewer. Like I, all these people are trying to figure out who's gonna be in the top ten. Anything like. I don't root for people's bank accounts. I, I like watching the golf. I like interesting stories. I honestly don't care who wins. If, but if this means people are more incentivized to steer into some of this stuff, people do request to be paired with certain people because they want to play, You know, have a showdown, they want it, this, this, and this, that would be interesting to me a lot more than like who's going to be third on the list.
0: Let me ask you guys this. We can we can go around the table on, on a couple of these, but who are the winners and losers of this, Start starting with the winners?
2: I I think Brooks, I would say Brooks is a winner of this. Of the Bryson versus.
0: Yeah. Of just the whole scenario. The whole situation. Brooks and and the
2: match. Brooks and the match.
0: I'd say
1: Brooks is an obvious winner in it. I don't think Bryson. I think Bryson's the obvious loser in it. I mean. I agree. Yeah. I don't think Bryson is. When I said this about the match, we'll get there. Like, Bryson for four hours mic'd up is going to be tough. (laughs) It's going to be a lot. Like, the deflate, whatever tweet he had, you know. You're gonna be as deflated as these balls after we beat you. It's like that was very much like <laughs> Tiger and Phil's fake trash talk from 2018. Oh, no, the
0: uh, uh, you're the Lynx master, George. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the dumbest
1: running joke maybe that we have the fake the fake text from the Open uh, a couple years ago between JT Ricky and Jordan George George. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Bryson is not—he does not want to play this game with Brooks. There's not—he doesn't have as many majors. He has more abs than him, apparently, sure. but that's literally it. He's not wittier. He is not cooler. He has no shot in this to win over people at all. So he is—but I don't know why these, these two aren't in a match. Like, these two need to settle this.
0: A uh, couple other winners I have. I think the PGA Championship becomes a winner just because Brooks is a two-time two-time champion. I think— the PJ Championship gets cooler as Brooks gets cooler. I think the USGA slash the US Open could be a potential winner if they pair these guys together or if they I think there's just gonna be more eyeballs yes. on the golf tournament if either of those guys is in contention, which I think is great. I think the PJ Tour could be a potential winner for the same same reason. Also think the PJ Tour could be a potential loser in this, uh just because they have avoided this exact type of stuff for so, so long because of the way that, you know, their corporate image is structured and the sponsors that they attract. And I think that was, you know, I don't think Tim Fincham made a big secret of that. That was kind of the big thing of why they don't disclose disciplinary measures and all of those things. It was, was very, very built on like, we don't do that in golf. Golf is, we're class acts. And uh I, I think that it's just a really interesting development, right? I think as, as we keep saying, like, man, more of that stuff, more of that stuff. It's so interesting. It's so fun. Look how many people are getting excited about this. It's, it's really going to be interesting to watch how that squares with, you know, the, the FedExes and the, you know, all these other people that make huge investments in the tour.
2: Deej, you just kind of nailed it for me with that. I, I think that the PGA Tour could be a winner in this but but they kind of fall they're falling ass backwards into it. yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. Like, that's my that was the point I was trying to make earlier yeah. of like they're creating these incentives, but they don't know the, the box that they just opened, right? They, they, they're, yeah. <laughs> which I think is awesome and I'm excited to watch it. So I agree with you, Solly, and that like this is good overall, but I don't think it's good in like, this isn't the plan. This isn't how they mapped it out. And I need, I want to, make, fair. I, I just want to point that out.
1: That's fair. I, I do think that the overall plan included something about with this incentive program, there might be more buzz around golf. Like people might be more encouraged to do controversial things. I. I there's no way they didn't think that part through. Like they made a huge pros and cons when it came to this thing. So it's a little bit ass backwards, but I also think like, a little bit of any kind of news or buzz is good buzz had to be at least
2: part of the pro column but i think you're giving them too much credit i mean i just think back to dj used to run the freaking social media for the tour and they it'd be like yeah let's get the social media idiot in here like it, they just i don't think they realize the power of these platforms sometimes
0: well they probably I think that was they, a lot of years
2: ago also. i'll say the whole thing is they're 5 years late to everything i think they, yeah, they maybe uh, they're coming around Maybe yes, okay. Maybe maybe I'm not cutting enough slack. That's fair.
0: Uh, is Bryson playing Memorial? He's, he is, but Brooks is not. Okay, I was going to say the PJ tour is not going to pair them together. No matter they what. they
1: can't do it now. But They've waited way too long. You think the U.S. Open is going to pair them together? I think I think they'd be idiotic not to. I'm putting out a call. Not, not what I'm asking. Do you yes. think they're going to? I think they will. I think they definitely they can do a group of the last three U.S. Open champions. That would be awesome. I or don't. What think, do they usually do with reigning U.S. Open champions? I think it's
0: usually defending champion U.S. Am champ and the Open champ, maybe. Which maybe you can get a you know a little bit of a technicality, like oh well, we didn't have the Open last year, so we're just going with the three reigning U.S. Open champions. So it was yeah, last year. Although Brooks didn't, didn't Brooks win the last? He two won two before 20,
1: that. He uh so defending Woodland no, Gary Woodland. Woodland played with Woodland, Brooks, played, and, with, Woodland yeah. played with Shane Lowry and Andy Ogletree in twenty twenty. Right. So, yeah, they would have to they'd have to me. Yeah. So now I don't think they will do. I think they won't. Cuz they would have well, to or go have against to, it. Yeah, they'd have to change it. Would
0: Shane Lowry be in that group again? I would think so, right? I think that'd be an easy out if they said like, "Oh, well we already did that. So this year we're doing something different. We're doing Woodland and Brooks and Bryson."
1: Yeah, they're not. They they did the lower. They did the whatever the, the overweight pairing. How many years ago? A, it was also a lot of years ago. But that yes. was a lot. Like they've done some weird tea time stuff before in the past. So. They
0: used to be so. I'm sure most of that team has moved on, but they they used to be so fucking proud of themselves and how <laughs> clever they were. You get it? Look, all these guys have one syllable last names. Isn't that funny? Look at these are all the fat guys. Ah, it's great. Oh come on, we're all having fun here. Um. So Anyways. to do that and then not do the Brooks and Bryson thing yeah. would be chicken shit. Yes, I, I agree.
1: There's not a good reason not to do it, but I don't think they'll
0: do it. <sighs> we well, have a little bit of fun. I hope they do. Really hope they do, but I don't think they will.
2: I'm, I'm, I, do, I I also I think Jeff Shackelford wrote a short piece today where he called out if this was a conspiracy to uh, juice the pip numbers for the match, which I don't agree with. I'm with you guys, but it does introduce the fact that this could that could be some fake feuds in the future, to juice and the I, the pip scores. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that. I think that scenario we may see that in the future, and that's lame. So a, a big to watch for
1: big winner in all of this is also the match. In terms of the the pip is going to help the match a ton. Yeah, because the match is in theory going to reach a lot of other people that are not big golf fans. And that is going to help you a lot more in these ratings than just like a a viral tweet will.
2: I'm way in on these matches. I think uh, more of those, we've been saying that forever too, like, you know, the Battle of Bighorn and, um, you know, Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. I'm glad those are back. I'm I'm, I'm fully in on the uh, kind of celebrity- you know, spectacles that they're putting out.
1: Well, now that we don't have Fox in golf, we need someone else that like to be a disruptor to like keep, you know, NBC and CBS on their heels or uh, on their toes in terms of like, I mean, shot tracer wasn't really a thing until Fox did it on like every shot and like all this drone stuff. That wasn't a thing until Fox, like Fox innovated all this stuff and made the other networks change when they just want to put their hands up and say, we can't do it. Like we can't, we can't, we can't the contracts. (laughs) So Anyways, I, I I don't know if that's what people were you know people were calling for an emergency pod after the Bryson Brooks thing dropped. Like, guys, we got to just cool it on the emergency pod calls. All right, we'll get to it. Like, it would have been a very we you got to let the whole week play out too. We would have you know not had a uh, the full
2: realm of information. When we, we just can't there.
0: do premature reporting. Cannot. You know, not it's the stakes are too high.
2: <laughs> I will say this. I watched that video at least twenty five times. Oh my god, it's incredible. I mean, <laughs> that truly, like so I was. Good. It was it was fascinating stuff. Which, how often can you say that about a golf video? Exactly. So, yeah, that was great.
1: Uh, On the LPGA Tour, as we are recording this, Allie Ewing leads Sophia Popov 1-up through 12 in the final round of the match play at Shadow Creek.
0: The Bank of Hope match play. The Bank
1: of Hope match play uh, presented by the LPGA, uh, which is something like that. I don't know. It was fun. Um, DJ, did you get to watch much of this this week? I admittedly have not until today.
0: I wouldn't say much. I, I popped in and out uh, kind of as matches were ending. Saw a lot of, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, major applause to the LPGA uh, and the sponsors for getting this stood up. I thought it was a blast. Uh, Shadow Creek, I think we talked, you know, we talked at great length around the match last year about Shadow Creek. It's, you know, probably not my, my choice of uh, golf courses I'd love to show off from a. You know, here's what golf should look like: sustainability, uh, affordability perspective. But uh, looks fucking badass for, uh, for a match play event. I think it's hot. <laughs> it looks so hot; it's like hundred degrees every day. Uh, but a really cool place for match play. A lot of balls banking off slopes. A lot of uh, players, you know, just playing the course in interesting ways. Obviously, great field. Like, uh, I thought they, you know, they they mimicked the WGC match play format with the pool play and stuff, which I think we've talked about at length, you know, kind of some of our feelings on that. I, I did think, you know, it's it's interesting coming from, from the perspective of, you know, I'm a massive, huge, gigantic PGA tour fan. Uh, I watch way too much of it, and it's interesting in that realm to say like, who, you know, who cares if these guys go home or not? Uh, on the LPGA, I think it was a little more as I'm a more casual fan of the LPGA. I think it was a little more interesting to see like, all right, give them three matches. Let's let's, you know, kind of let the cream rise. Let's make sure these, you know, some of the bigger names get into, uh, get into, to match play or, or into the, uh, the bracket. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I want to give a shout out, of course, to my girl Shan Shan Fang, uh, <laughs> WDing from the consolation match. First of all, she buried. She played like hell. Yes, she played like forty-one holes or something yesterday. You could tell she was so gassed uh, after winning her winning her match against Uni G yesterday. She she buried like a fifty-footer on the first playoff hole, and she was just so like. Get me the fuck out of here! Like <laughs> I'm done. I do not want to play any more golf, and uh, so it wasn't totally surprising to see her. Uh, I, pretty unprecedented stuff. I don't even think amazing. we've ever seen that in the men's uh, match no. play where someone just says, "Yo, straight up, I'm not playing the consolation match. Like I'll take fourth. It's whatever. Twenty two thousand dollars. Sounds. We good. need to
2: set up a uh, a meeting between her and Big Randy. Oh, I think yeah. I feel like they're on similar wavelengths. I, I think that's <laughs> I'm like, exactly dude. I'm not. Right. I, I'm not. I don't need to play for third. I'm good. The problem like, is, I don't think good. we'd ever
0: get that meeting set up because it would just be very like, well, I'm not going there. Like, why don't they, they had to come to me? <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to host her in Denver. I'll be here. You know, I'll be here anytime she wants to come by. I got a dentist appointment Friday. I can't
1: meet her Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. Then. I got the, the whole week is caught is tied <laughs> up there. <laughs> Um, I, I I will respectfully disagree with you. I can't do like can't do the round robin. I was That's like, fair. I was in on day one, I was checking the leaderboards and everything. I did not honestly didn't even know it was round robin until like the second match that started. I was like, damn it, yeah, come on, I can't keep track of all this. It's just too much to ask, uh, for people to keep track of. Um, but I Sophia Popov's match was awesome in the semifinals against uh Shen Shen Fong, who uh, yeah, Popov had like an eight footer to to win the match on eighteen and she just giant fist pump before that thing was even close to dropping in which was awesome
0: but, it got me very fired up, fired up for the uh, Solheim Cup also
1: oh god that's gonna be phenomenal viewing and then uh, new commissioner of the LPJ tour was named it is Molly Marco Saman hope I'm saying that right. Uh, I, I admittedly don't know much about her. She was, she's currently the Ford family director of athletics at Princeton university. She'll become the ninth commissioner of the LPGA since its formation in 1950. So
0: as a fellow Ivy leaguer, Neil, what, you know, give us some stereotypes about Princeton. What, what, what do you got? Uh, I don't know if I want to go on the record with (laughs) this. I'll cede my time back to you. No, she seems, you know, heard, heard good stuff. Seems very impressive. It's cool to see her on the broadcast, uh, today and. You know, we'll we'll see what the agenda looks like. I feel like, you know, it feels a little bit like a, a presidential change. What's what's in your first hundred days? Let's let's shake some stuff up. It's we know it's going to have enormous impact on our lives, just like the presidential change. Of course, as well. uh, one thing I I would guess she probably has gone for is you know the TV deals locked up with the joint negotiations with the PJ Tour. I mean that that's kind of the big question mark, obviously hanging over both tours' heads at all times. So with that locked up, hopefully she's got some some runway to uh, to do kind of what she wants to do. Hopefully what she wants to do is good stuff. And now hopefully she has some runway to do those things. But uh, pretty enormous, you know, not a hot take here, but pretty enormous shoes to fill with Seriously. Mike Wan, who I think is universally loved by everybody in golf. Uh, so I think it was a lot easier probably for him to, you know, he just had so much goodwill and popularity with players and media and other organizations, at least, you know, from the outside Looking in, that's how it seemed. So whenever he was trying to pass, you know, anything somewhat controversial, I'm sure that became much easier for him. So uh, she'll she'll be coming in without that, but hopefully she she builds it up quickly.
2: Hmm. I, I'll just say this about I didn't watch the uh, much of the LPGA this week. Bummer that we couldn't watch it on TV um, until today. The finals.
1: the finals was on tonight, but yeah, the semifinals were on only on online streaming.
2: So. Obviously, that's you know I don't know how a hard camera works, so that's I'm not going to go there. Uh, I will say this though, and, and this goes back to Beth Ann Nichols's piece a while back, of you know she was trying to say make you know make things more birdies, right? Make make things easier. I would say more formats, more match play, like experiment. I'd love to see the LPGA do more of this with uh, match play. Just make it look a little bit different than what's going on on the men's tour, and and you know, get my curiosity going to, to, uh, to go find that golf. Um, especially if I can't, you know, find it while I'm watching PGA tour. I I think that's a a winning formula a little bit just to experiment more with the formats.
0: One thing on the streaming. Uh, so I was kind of switching back and forth between the colonial and the semifinals, which you had to switch. I have YouTube TV, so I'm watching on Apple TV. So I'm going back and forth between apps. So every time I got to go into the NBC sports gold app, reload the coverage for the lpga every single time i got the pxg uh pre like pre-roll commercial and this occasionally yeah, sweetheart yeah oh yeah, yeah this happens occasionally and <laughs> uh, and let me preface this by like it seems like pxg supports the women's game you see a lot of people playing it i know they pay decently well so let me let me preface all that with that <laughs> but this, I going this, this occasionally happens and it, it it happened uh a couple weeks ago with the commercials at the PJ championship where my wife will just randomly walk into the room and just like a headshot something we've been railing about for months possibly even years just absolutely cut to the core of it without without having any idea what she's doing and so to watch her watch a PXG commercial for the first time was a high that I'm going to be chasing for <laughs> For years and years, the way we do, sweetheart. The science of sexy. What the fuck is this? (laughs) Is this a serious commercial? Is this a joke? Is this like some sort of pair? Why the guy strapping the guy to the pig? Like, what is? What's going on? It was. It was great. Hmm.
1: If we can, we can. Let's get to our uh, BMW Rider Cup segment. BMW, of course, a global partner of the Rider Cup, a partner of ours. They are supporting us as we have what I believe to be. Uh, many, 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 many Ryder Cup discussions between now and the uh, Ryder Cup in September. It, we get a lot of questions about this stuff every single week, so I don't feel bad bringing it up every week. This happened uh, again early, early part of the week. This is from Golf Digest, um, for an article just about Phil and his his you know chances of being on the team and whatnot. And from the article, it says even before Mickelson, a month shy of his fifty first birthday, completed his improbable victory at the PGA on Sunday to become golf's oldest major champion the texts were flying back and forth between Love and Stricker about the possibility of using a captain's pick on Mickelson. This is according to Davis Love. With the win, Mickelson now a six-time major champion vaulted from 52nd in the points to 16th, only adding more credence to the idea. Love said, the first thing I did Monday morning was to look and see what number he was in the standings, and he'll continue to get more points. And uh, on Saturday, Stricker added what That what happened at the ocean course could carry a pretty good amount of weight to his decision, given the similarities between it and Whistling Straits, both courses having been designed by Pete Dye. And then said Davis Love, if Stricker was picking the team
0: right now, he would pick him. What's your guys' reaction to that? Uh, if, If the Ryder Cup was this week, I'd be down for that. Like I legitimately would. I know he, you know, he would have taken he would have taken Colonial off. He would have, you know, come in rested. It's obviously, he's driving the ball well. And I don't think that's what he's saying, though. I think he's saying if you're picking the team right now for September, he would be on it.
1: Oh God, that would be. I, I just don't think that's a good idea. I mean, this is beyond dumb, right? <laughs> like, again, we've covered this almost every week. Like, I
0: think Phil, to his credit, kind of said that Phil did. I, yeah. Sorry, I
1: should have. I should have downloaded Phil's comments. I tweeted them out earlier this week, but. He basically said, oh, "You know, I need to play a lot better golf between now and then to be a part of this team." Which, God, and why does Phil have to step up and say that? Like, why is the leadership <laughs> falling over themselves? to like, because Phil drove that bus
0: over Tom Watson none
1: of the other captains want to get got. Phil said, if I'm the captain, I'm not going to want a guy that plays uh, plays well uh, one week in an entire year just because I played really well last week and won a champion, big championship that does not warrant a spot on the team by any means. So, <laughs> so, why so hard to hell, argue with that. Why the hell is our leadership <laughs> saying the opposite of this?
0: I think they're just saying, like, I mean, think about the reverse. If, if those guys came out this week and were like, no way, Phil Mickelson is not being picked. Like they, they would look like the most. They're, you don't have to say hearted. that either. No, they kind of do though. No, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to like this. Is the, I mean Stricker's like the nicest guy out there. Like what he's he's gotten, There's no benefit to him going out and being like, you know, yeah. I just don't really see it. You like, don't have to say that either. He's of course well, he he, didn't he have can to go as far as he did. No, you can, see, yeah, you can yeah.
1: You can say he he like, say
2: <laughs> <laughs> if if we were picking tomorrow, I'd pick Phil. Yeah, you could that's say a, like, that's a pretty. Well, like, you know, direct statement,
1: obviously that we have to like, that's an incredible performance. We have to weigh that in, but there's a lot of golf to be played between now and the end of the year. And I'm not making any decisions on the team right now, as of
2: right now, he how hard is that to say? He's monitoring the situation. Sure. <laughs> you know? We'll be following this
0: very closely. <laughs> More news as it develops.
2: I will say it strikes me as a, you don't get fired. If you, you know, pick IBM situation, Phil being IBM, you know, you don't get that. That's a, you old an old software joke, right. Of like, you just go with the, uh, with the, kind of yeah but you the, might the get fired if you pick
1: 51 year old phil mickelson who was owen three in france and <laughs> like isn't a guy you're going to want to rely on for 36 holes a day which can be a huge thing in these things and he yes, could be a he great
2: locker room guy could you know? he could be an assistant could. captain then like That's, and i'm uh, not i'm not arguing for him i'm just i'm trying to get my put myself in stricter shoes you know what here.
0: Be the, the biggest alpha move ever would be if the pga just made phil the captain it's so like Stricker, thank you, man, for all all you've done over the last couple of years. But like, I think we're just gonna go with Phil instead. So he's, he's clearly not gonna be on the team. So why don't we're just gonna make him the captain? Everyone's really excited. If we're looking at a strokes strokes gain index for this year, who of this who of this
1: group are you taking? Harry Higgs, Tom Hoagie, Doug Gim, Brendan Steele, Richie Rurinski, Phil Mickelson, Troy Merritt, Luke List, or Pat Perez. Like that's the golf Phil has played so far this year. Again, I want to point out the ridiculousness that he won the PGA Championship, okay? But this is the, what he has been for the past, you yeah. know, whatever. Uh, Harry, to answer your question, Harry Higgs.
2: Well, yeah, but, of course we're taking Harry, but... How, that, how, does, how do you feel about between Stu Sink and, and Phil
0: Mickelson? Who would you pick? This is not a conversation we should be having right <laughs> That's now the as, whole a, point. as an American team.
1: That's the point. The, <laughs> yes. the team is so deep. We don't need to be doing
2: any of this. Uh, you got to answer that question. Who what? would you take, Phil Mickelson or Stu Sink? I would take
0: Stu Sink. I would take Phil. Just as like, I take, so, I'd take yeah. Phil. Well, this is the whole thing. I oscillate like very violently back and forth between like, this is a totally made up exhibition that like is just made to, to be really good TV. At this point, you know, I know that's not how it started, yada, yada, yada. But, like, that's, that's what it's grown into is, like, golf's greatest TV show, right? And so, on that hand, it's like, I mean, it's only going to be more interesting having Phil. Even if he plays, you know, horrendously. Like, it, that's something to talk about. It's something to watch. It's blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah, if you're trying to win the the thing, like, yeah, I, I just don't. That's what I was trying to say the, you know, Sunday night of, of Kiowa was, like, yeah, maybe he'll keep driving it like he never has in the history of his 30-year career and he'll just keep like rifling it the ball dead straight on these incredibly demanding golf courses. Like maybe that will happen. Or maybe this was kind of a one-off a one-off thing and we should all be really happy that we saw it and, you know, we should move on from there.
1: Which there is something to be said for what I would think what they're going to do with this setup is going to be very different.
0: In terms of, I don't, there's not going to be a lot of rough. It's not going to be that penal off the tee. Phil can kind of spray it. But that's what's weird is, like, at a place like Whistling Straits, it feels like you can only you can only cut the rough back so much, right? Like, there, you hit a point on every one of those holes. It's like it's like Kiowa, where it's like, all right, you can't just grow fairway here. Like, this small right. all, like, native area. But I don't think, you know, they're going to play
1: it long, hit it far, and it's going to be a iron and putting contest, right? It's yeah. not going to be a driving accuracy contest, which plays into Phil's hands. Or in more that a gar- distance
0: and putting contest.
1: It's going to be distance. I think yeah. they're going to let him tee it high and let it fly, which he's we've documented is is, I mean, is prone to do. Bombs. And that's where Kokrak has entered the conversation. Kokrak entered the chat. He <laughs> has entered the chat where, like, <laughs> Kokrak has, has a lot of the things that Phil can offer in terms of hitting it far And make a ton of birdies, and a a playing style that really fits that format really well, and has like the strokes gained to to back it
2: for the entire year. He's the
0: he's the high stack right now.
2: I'd say sign me up for Kokrak. He's got F two fifty energy, you know, (laughs) Just, just diesel diesel American engine. Send him road trip him up to up to Whistling Straits. I'm ready for that. Which
1: a guy like Kokrak is still gonna have to beat the door down the rest of the year. But I think like if we're talking about I, if I'm making a team right now, is Kokrak on it? No, of course not. But like, if he continues to play great golf and we want to ride a hot hand and has a playing style that fits it, like Cameron Tringali has played great golf this year, does not have a playing style that fits Whitson Straits, does not fit into this team at all. But how well Jason Kokrak has played and his playing style matching up with what I think they're going to do with this golf course, that makes sense. Like That's on the radar for me. Kokrak's not that far out, by the way.
0: He's He moves up to number 13 in the rankings. That's pretty good.
1: But I'm, I'm as a rookie and as somebody that's not like the biggest glue guy ever and isn't you know a social media star and like uh, speak for yourself great, on that one
0: is <laughs> <laughs> it great friends
1: with you know what I mean he's not like a he's not getting a Ricky Fowler pick out of this right he's gonna have to beat the damn door down to get a pick all right
0: here's here's your north of number six. On the rankings right now, starting with number seven, you guys tell me lock or not lock. Just again, want to point out this, the rankings are stupid, but continue. <laughs> Thank you. They're extremely stupid. You, you just tell me lock, lock or not lock, and we'll, we'll count how many guys we have until we fill the team here. Okay. Ready? Patrick Reed, number seven, not lock. Not a lock. Phony T now, lock. Not on a lock. my team. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's a lock. He should be a lock, but I'll say not. I'll say not
0: lock just for fun. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Lock. 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 Dan Berger, not lock. Nah. nah. Uh, not. I would say very good, but not lock. Web Simpson, feels the same lock. way. Lock. I'm in. I'm in on Web. Send him. Web is like like a
1: four switch combination code. It's locked, but like three of them are, are on the code. <laughs> he's so up, he's a pick really, lock. Yeah. <laughs> it can be unlocked. He's kind of like stuck right between yeah, numbers. Like yeah. Like I
0: think he's in right now, but lock is a very strong word. William Ho, not lock. Not locked. I would say not locked, but would be fascinated. I cannot, I, I, for years, for eight years now, have thought about the idea of him being on a Ryder Cup team, and I would fucking love it. All in about of him getting picked. Uh, number 13, Jason Kokrak. Not lock, Not lock. Patrick Cantlay. I think there's no more locks. No. There's
2: no more locks. I, Cantlay is not a lock. I, I wish he was, but Treadstone's been underground for a while.
0: <laughs> and then, just to finish out here, to to put all this in context, Harris English, 15th. Scotty Scheffler sixteenth, Phil Mickelson seventeenth, Sam Burns eighteenth, uh, Trill Zalatoris nineteenth, and Max Homa twentieth.
2: With all those names, it's it's hard to say that Phil, if you were picking the team tomorrow, <laughs> you'd pick Phil. That's that's a tough that's, a, look tough for that's, a, that's very, a tough quote. That's a very
1: very tough quote. And I j- that again, he's not stuck to those words, but like that is just alarm bells for me in terms of how this is all going to go. I, I just. I do not have a good feeling about
0: and, any of it. And then just to reiterate, like I i I've saw so many tweets today of like, oh man, Sergio's playing well, Justin Rose. Is the US even gonna get to ten points? Here's the here's one through six. Dustin Johnson, Bryson, JT, Brooks, Colin Morikawa, and Xander Shoffley. That's very good. And we have four more months to go. Yeah. Like there's so much can happen. And
1: we could come in playing like shit and like we did going into France. And and obviously it didn't go well. So I uh, it's <laughs> It's Can we talk
2: about Sergio a little bit? I I had I had some thoughts on him. I, I feel like I don't know where to like. There's no rhyme or reason to his form the last I don't know two or three years. He won what Sanderson last year, uh, like, and then he he he'll just pop up on the leaderboard and play really good golf. He did it at the players, um, you know, he did played well at match play, played well up until today. I, I just I'm curious how you guys think his career is going to end like do you think he's going to have a resurgence in the next five years do you think he's going to win again like what like what where do you stand on Sergio right now just total I have total apathy
1: towards it like I just yeah. I don't you know I just don't root for him I don't you know what he <laughs> he ripped he missed a putt today and ripped a string off his pants and threw it on the green as if like he got distracted <laughs> by a string that was hanging off his pants uh I didn't realize he shot
0: 76 today tough scene not good. uh it, it reminds me a little bit of uh kind of the period that we just came through with Phil, where it was just very like, yeah, it's clear you're immensely, immensely talented. And when everything's firing on all cylinders, like, of course you can contend on like any golf course. Right. But more often than not, yeah, it's probably like, it's probably not going to be that, you know? And I think Phil, to his credit, we we said a bunch of this at, at the PGA. I mean, Phil like kind of reworked his whole body. He's like, he's worked a really really hard on his game and you know i don't have any inside knowledge of what sergio's doing or not doing but it's not really the it's not really the vibe i get you know it's,
2: I, it, i'm just I, I guess i bring it up because i'm when i see i'm fascinated by sergio like i can't tell if he's motivated if he doesn't care
0: i guess that's kind of what i'm getting at i don't i don't really know either
2: I just don't know where he's at. He's like 49th in the world in the OWGR right now. Um, I looked up stats. He's second in strokes gained off the tee. So like he's still driving the shit out of the ball in 2021. Uh, but he's 194th in strokes gained putting, which is, listen, that's not very good. Uh, but I don't know. It, it just feels like he's, he, I mean, he's still in the top 50, but it, it's like he's not even trying. It's like he's sleepwalking. And I don't know. He's 41. Like, does he win another tournament? Okay. I, I, I I don't know
1: that's just something i think that comes with you know a lot of people have this reason or excuse or whatnot but also getting married and having a kid like can change some things and i'm sure changes some motivations and i don't know how i don't know how some of the guys with multiple kids dedicate the time that they need to 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 their game and be on the road that that much and i'm i'm totally apathetic i i feel nothing watching sergio anymore i just it's not really that interesting to me whether he plays well or plays bad and that's just kind of where I'm at. I, I think it'd
0: be different if it was a major. You know, if it was Sunday yeah. at a major and Sergio had a chance to win, I think that would be very compelling. I'd be glued to the screen. But, uh, you know, this is all a guess for me, just kind of based on interviews kind of before this happened and I guess a little bit after it happened. But it, he just, it seems like he won that master's and just took the biggest exhale of all yeah. time. And it just feels like, all right, like it was almost very like, okay, now no matter what happens, like we're good.
1: Which I like to, that brings me to Which another I, thing. Which I can top totally
0: top. understand, by yeah. the way. I'm not, for that's sure. not a judgmental
2: Yeah, thing. Like, I almost I feel like he might be that. on cruise control for nine years and they'll just go beat up the Champions Tour. Yeah. Cause he, cause he, just, he feels like his game is, is tailor made for that tour. It
0: just yeah. seems like he has all the money and like, I, I just don't know that he's, unless he wants to, you know, he really misses competition or wants to get back out on the road or whatever. I just, I just don't see him even like playing the Champions Tour. But I'll, who knows? I'm going to bring something up here.
1: Who, who out there is trying to take away majors from people that have won majors? <laughs> Who is doing that? Because I keep hearing when people win, yeah, I'm a major champion now, and no one can take
0: that away from me. Who we, is trying to take these majors away from people? We talked about it on the golf course. I think it's it's people on Twitter and, and podcasters taking cheap shots at my guy Sean McKeel and Rich Beam and uh, Y.E. Yang and all those guys. You know, it's – that's uh i am with them you can't take hey, that ben, away you Ben can't. Curtis. but who's ben trying curtis? Don't worry about ben curtis yeah it's, who are these people trying to take it away it's from? The, it's the eggs on twitter uh, uh, the I anonymous eggs that. they're like they're trying to get after everybody I we do, won't let them
1: though i do want to give a shout to phil's post round on thursday when it's like yeah it didn't go very well i shot three over but i won the pga so <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic um Closing out uh, for this week. This was the last event for Mark Russell and Slugger White together. Yeah. I think one of them's working one more, but this was their last one together, um, which they, you know,
2: I thought they were doing. They did a moment of silence today for the. Uh, for God, the that mom- flyover horn. That could have been a movie poster. Yeah. I mean, that was good just stuff. The, the two of the, this, the whole, that whole scene was, was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> With that mustache, Slugger's a menace, man. Um, Bryson also dropped a uh, week in the life vid
1: on his on his YouTube. Uh, it's 28 minutes long, something like that. I gotta admit, I watched
0: every minute of it. Wow, really? Yeah, I, I set out to watch it all in the in the name of research today. I made it through about six and a half, seven minutes. It was just. I it, mean, it's not like good. It Made me physically uncomfortable. To oh, watch it's it. very uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: but it is interesting. I think it helps def- not define him, but it helps like helps me understand him a little bit.
0: But I'm also have more questions than answers. I had a lot of questions. Uh, I don't get why it starts with like a almost like a um, like a foreshadowing rain scene with like a lot of moody with like a lot of special effects. Like I don't know if that maybe that comes in (laughs) on the on the last half of the video. Uh, Maybe that all the director ties it all together, uh, brings a full circle. Uh, I had the uh, I want to give a shout out to you know the ads every like. Two minutes felt like you're watching uh just watching pj tour golf um so that was fun the the scene of the guy just like mashing golf balls made me like literally hate golf like watching someone just swing as hard as they can just like all i'm trying to get up is just this arbitrary number of like how fast how fast can i swing it and all the boys just like slapping each other. It just was like, I fucking hate this. This makes me hate golf. This is not why I play golf. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge anybody that that's great. It looks like they're all having an awesome time, but I just need to get on the record is like for all the grow, the game talk that that is not going to make me play more golf. That was tough.
2: You know, those progressive commercials where the guy talks like uh, to parents, like how not to become your parents, Yeah, you know, and that I feel like there's a one with the seminar I feel like bryson needs to go to that seminar where it's like hey man you know like am i doing it like yeah i'm not making all this content it's awesome right it's like no you know it you know nobody nobody needs to know how early you got up this morning nobody cares <laughs> you know like he needs that guy in his life to be like the waiter doesn't need to know your name yeah he's got blue hair he's got blue hair it's like bryson just don't say it you don't need to say that okay? so
0: on the flip side i, I want to commend him. Like, it's very cool. I like seeing more inside, you know, what, what do you got going on week to week? Like what, what's a week in the life? You know, obviously that's something I, all of us are very interested in. That's why we spend so much time making a, a similar video, right. About the LPGA. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I feel like I need maybe one of those seminars every now and again, where I'm watching all the, again, just watching the boys just just the crushing crushing ping pong balls and just up in the swing speed I'm like man am I just like really old am I am I getting really old like maybe that's what's happening so more to come on that we'll we'll keep you posted as that develops yeah existential I, crisis <laughs> it, the it, waiter doesn't need to know your name I guess not <laughs> but yeah I had to turn it off after that I, I couldn't I mean, watch it yeah anymore. it
1: wasn't like good I just like wanted to see how you know what else he was going to bitch about and just you know how he goes and sp- how he works out and swinging shirtless in his driveway with a bunch of dudes. He never introduced, I don't know who the other guys are. I still don't know who the guys are. The boys, they're the kids. The TikToks. (laughs) They might literally be the the house. Let's see how fast the kid can swing it. It's just uncomfortable. Um,
2: but yeah, he's putting himself out. Bryson desperately wants to be the kid, but he's not, but he's not, not he'll never be the kid. Yeah. And if you want to be the kid, you're not the kid. That's, (laughs) that's the first rule of being
1: the kid. Uh, and as we mentioned, the match four is announced for uh, July 6th. Big Sky, Montana, Bryson, uh, mic'd up for four hours. Um, Phil and Tom Brady against Bryson and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I do look forward to watching that. Apparently, it's just they have a 770-yard par five or something out there that if with at the altitude, like Bryson might hit one 500 yards. With, Sign me fun. up. I'm excited about it. Yep. yep. Luke Guthrie makes a cut on the uh, Corn ferry Tour after yeah. to
0: 23 straight missed cuts. Friend of the program. That was obviously really fun to see.
1: Kudos to him. That was great. And then uh, this one got a little run on this Sunday. Uh, this is from Rick Run Good on Twitter. Justin Justin Thomas cut a check out of his own pocket and handed it to Big Mike Visaki this week to continue to pursue his golf career. How about that?
0: That was awesome. Uh, I will say it was like there were not a lot of people, of course, out there following the Big Mike Visaki, Keith Clearwater, John Augustine group, along with myself. But uh, once he got to 13 and there was you know some people milling about, some people up in the hospitality, a lot of big mic calls. It was actually like really cool. There, there was a lot of people who knew his story, and uh, it's very obvious that that you know that video resonated with a bunch of people. And of course, if you don't know who we're talking about, this is the guy from a couple weeks ago. That was uh, the PJ Tour did a great job capturing him Monday qualifying for Tampa, I believe, right? And calling his dad and breaking down into tears. He's just he's been grinding on mini tours for a long time, and finally got a chance to play on the PJ Tour, and you could see. How much it meant to him and uh i don't know if, if you talked to jt what his wa- what it, the impetus was for doing that but
1: it was it was very cool he just said something along the lines of you know not wanting to see somebody give up on their dreams and being moved by that story in tampa and you know said that you know he held his own in tampa and can, the guy can play and it just doesn't seem like a guy that should not uh you know that should give up on his dreams at any point so anything he could do to help i don't I don't think he was planning for that to get out on social media because
0: now Total Pip play. I, Total <laughs> pip.
2: I have a feeling he's gonna be hit up by a lot of pros now
1: like Yo, is, Yo, I could play help fund my
2: career. Not relevant. I, I'm curious, does, does JT travel with a checkbook? Is that a like Interesting wire transfer? Is that a Venmo? Like what what's the uh... I'm just curious how that how that looks like, hey, here's a here's a check from my my bank account. I don't know that that just came to mind. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Last note I have is the
1: U.S. Women's Open could be looking for a sponsor. I
0: missed it. I missed this story. So
1: summarizing from Eamon Lynch at Golf Week, uh, just talking about how, you know, as they try to reach their goal of purse parity, that, you know, it's still the, you know, the U.S. Men's Open funds everything the USGA does and make one hundred and sixty five million dollars off the tournament or whatever that is. And it funds the U.S. Women's Open, which is operates at a loss every year, uh, as they you know try to make the the purses as close to equal as they possibly can. I think the winner of the U.S. Men's Open gets two point two five million, and the LPGA gets one now, yeah. uh, which I think twenty which is
0: still, I believe, far and away the biggest winner's check on the LPGA. It KPMG, I, I think might, or at least it right. was, I guess, yeah. when they announced it. one but of those. Maybe two. Yeah. others have caught up. But. They're kind
1: of one up each other, which could be a good thing um if they get trying to try and get closer to that they may have a presenting sponsor i don't think it's going to be a title sponsor according to the source within the article but a, a potential uh, presenting sponsor which if it means more purse for the for the women i'm all for that so no
0: issue with that so
2: and that's in. it that i is- i have a i've a couple things couple shout outs kind of a hamsterdam category for me but i just want to shout out the Aon risk reward challenge oh segment. yeah not not the challenge segment but i know we talked about it Today, I I just think it's such a better way to work the sponsor in. It's serving the viewers. Why don't like you could sell eighteen of those, and instead of the Comcast top ten FedEx file stuff, like uh, it's not complicated, guys. Like that was an awesome segment. Tell me about more golf holes that I'm about to watch and and how the strategy sets up for them. I just think that that's just rinse and repeat that one for me.
0: Well, how about in a very literal sense? I mean, they do that as those guys are on the eleventh tee, right? And they they do a great job explaining. You know, players who go for the green and two, it's very rare, but when they do, they have a, you know, whatever it was, point seven shot advantage. And if you can hit the green and two, you got a full stroke advantage, blah, 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 blah. And then Kokrak has the decision, you know, when he's in the fairway and should I go for it? Should I not go for it? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, like I have I have context now. I have like some thoughts to on, on this upcoming shot. That's that's a win for everybody. It and every great. time they cut to that segment, I'm immediately like you know, I'm scarred. I'm like, oh,
2: this is going to suck. And then I'm always like, oh, this is really good. Like, yeah. H- hell yeah. And and that's a sponsored segment. I'm in. So I just wish that more of the sponsored segments didn't disrupt the flow of the broadcast. Yeah, uh, they and, add to it. And one other thing I want to call out, I want to give Schwab a shout out. They had three, four, five different commercials running as the title sponsor today. Yeah. And I think RBC and MasterCard and every other dumb title sponsor <laughs> needs to take note because it's not hard and those I know that we work with Schwab and if you know what if Schwab only had one commercial I'd be giving them shit about it but they didn't they've got more than one and they're trying to tell some interesting stories uh I just think that that needs to be shouted out because I can't stand it when these title sponsors have one commercial 55 times during a broadcast and Thank I think the truck I see the floor
0: and I think the truck was sweet as well hell
2: yeah and and trucking person was was very should buy the truck from cocrack and give it to greller to drive up to the pack northwest
1: yeah that might have been a little more burden than it is (laughs) uh i think yeah yeah. i think it probably just fly uh to your point schwabgolf.com for a lot more of those stories that you are talking about and i would just like to say to the Aeon risk reward segment imagine only doing that for one of the holes so like imagine the like why wouldn't the
0: broadcast team, like, be breaking down a hole statistically like that? Like, it was the most interesting... There's just not time. There's so many fucking commercials, well, man. Well, I know. There's no time yeah, to do anything. And I will say, All right. I had I had in my notes, I thought CBS showed a ton of golf shots today. Even with really only two guys in contention, I, I felt like we saw a lot of a lot of the golf course. I thought today was but great.
2: I, I feel like you could... I know Aeon owns the that segment, but I feel like you could just put the Comcast or the FedEx, like, name on. Like, you could just have each of them sponsor a hole, you know? It's not... I don't know. Maybe that's too simplified, but it just it serves me as a viewer, and it's a win for Aeon. Like, hey, everybody wins here. That's kind of the goal.
0: Agreed. Here, here.
1: I think that's a wrap uh, on a fun week. Uh, we are going to have a U.S. Women's Open preview out Tuesday. We'll be back for Memorial slash U.S. Women's Open recap next week. Thank you everyone for tuning in, Neil. Thank you for joining from upstate New York or Long Island. I forget wherever you are. Sorry.
2: New Jersey. New the Jersey Short Hill is sharp
0: close. bids you a doot. I played some golf in New Jersey this week. I'll tell you about it. We'll hang All, right. All right. That's officially right. All right. We're done. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today.
0: Johnny, yes. yeah, I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Spectre.